Hi, Andrew Dignam here from D&G Kelly Duncan, your local estate agents and auctioneers. Our services include property sales, valuations, property lettings and property management. Philip Kelly, our MD, and myself have almost 30 years local expertise and experience. Call us today on 057 93 250 or email us on info at dngkellyduncan.com and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you all for your continued business locally. Best wishes for 2021. Please stay safe and well. Broadcasting live from the little town of Clara, County Offaly, it's What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Get in touch today through all our social channels and have your say. Oh, and thanks for listening. Now it's over to you, Lloyd. What's the story? Hi, everyone. You're very welcome back. It's What's the Story with myself, Lloyd Bracken here. Hope you're all having a good week and trying to stay positive during the restrictions. Hopefully they will ease soon and we can all get back to some sort of normality. I think the homeschooling here uh, isn't going that great, but we're getting through it nonetheless and we're all getting through it together. Thanks again for all the messages about the Michael Sheridan podcast last week. Uh, It was great to get all those memories and vivid memories of down to the town and all the different shops. Great to get that on tape. And that's there forever, thankfully. Uh, so thanks once again, Michael, for joining me here in Raheen. Also just want to mention the Midlands 103 Hero of the Week. Last week was our very own Brendan Clerken. Such a well-deserved award. And indeed, Maeve Kelly contacted me here to pass on her gratitude for the great work he did treating her after a serious road collision back in 2016. So well done, Brendan Clerken. Well-deserved. He got some nice uh, gifts from... Jerry Brown Jewellers in Port Leash and thank you very much to Midlands 103 for highlighting that as well. Also just want to say hi to all the Clara paramedics working hard and keeping us safe and doing that so well indeed. Right, on to this week's podcast. We are going around the world again to four countries in fact, Finland, Abu Dhabi, USA and the UK. Hope you enjoyed. Up first is Jeff McCarthy. What's the story? All right, Lloyd. What's the crack? Jeff, why Finland? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> Could you not well, be any more warmer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question, but uh, well, I'll try to make it quick. But um, Mervyn Graham had uh, he was studying down in Carlo, and uh, he met a Finnish girl there, Lena. Long story short, they they were dating, and then she said to him like, "I got to go back to Finland now because my my uh, kind of time in Ireland was finished. You know, she had to finish her studies back in Finland, and he was just finishing up his uh, his last year in college." So he ended up getting a job in Finland, working for Nokia. And I would come over and visit him every year. So from 1997 until 2004, I would come over for Christmas and come over for the summer holidays, you know. And then in 2004, then I moved here. So I've been here now 17 years. And he's since moved back to Ireland with his, with his girlfriend. And so. so that was great. So Jeff moves over. And then Mervyn said, yeah. well, Jeff's here now. I'm going to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose you were familiar with it then and all the times you were over there. So what what dragged you to Finland then, I suppose, for want of a better term? Was it the, was it the beauty of the country or what was it? Well, you know, like obviously coming from Clara, a small village, like and then moving here, it's, a, it's the second biggest city in Finland, but it's surrounded by two massive lakes and then there's forest on either side. So you're like, you're less than five minutes from from the lakes or from the forest. The climate here, you, you get like real seasons, you know. You get like solid winter where it's like minus 20 degrees and snow for a few months. You get like sometimes quite warm uh, summers, you can get up to like 30 degrees, you know, if it's a good summer. And the, the lakes are like, you know, they're frozen solid in the winter and they're 
you know, good for swimming and all that in the summer. So it's a different lifestyle, you know. So you mentioned the city there, Jeff. What city are you living in? It's a city called Tampere. So it's about 300,000 people. And it's, it's, it's increasing every day, like, because uh, I've, I've been doing uh, construction work since I came here, working as a kind of painting and plastering job. So when I, when I came here, obviously, even now, I can barely speak Finnish. And every, everyone was telling me, like, unless you speak Finnish, you're not going to find a job. So mm-hmm. I was like, OK, well, if I need to stay here, I need to find a job somewhere. So I pretty much took out the phone book and the yellow pages and just started calling people. And then one guy said to me, we're short a few people. Can you start tomorrow? So I showed up to this building site. Hadn't a clue what I was doing. He handed me a paintbrush and said, start painting that wall. And, uh, you know, 16 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, Jeff, tell people that uh, mightn't be aware, whereabouts in Clara did you move from? Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, from Beachmont, so uh, Kikorsi there. And, uh, you know, growing up there, like, I was just thinking of some stories. And, uh, you know, um, I think my one of the earliest stories, I think it was about probably three or four years old. And uh, Sid Mannering there, like Luke and Teddy Mannering's. The, their mother, Jan, had a kindergarten, a kind of a play school there where we would go. I think Robert Kelly and Keith Bracken and a few other lads in the town would go there. But uh, on the way down to, the, way down to, the, down to the, the playroom down the back, you had to pass by the greenhouse. And on top of the greenhouse wall, there was mounted two horses' heads, you know. Sid had, I know, Sid, Sid had the fascination for horses anyway. Like, but there was two horses' heads mounted on the wall. And, of course, in the greenhouse, the, the air, the, the skin had dried out from the horses' head and all the skin is peeling off and then there's the big glass eyes you know so <laughs> it was pretty terrifying like as a four-year-old that's kind of a strange memory now horse. jeff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like obviously you went to school then in saint francis any memories from there one one funny one was uh we had a uh, brother marcellus and brother baptist took a bunch of us to wales on a, on a school tour and uh there was about i don't know 20 of us we all pitched tents in a place called Clondudno or somewhere like that in Wales, uh, in a farmer's field. And uh, we went up to this, uh, like a, a toboggan. It's like this metal sled that yeah. you go down the mountainside, you know. You push the lever forward to go fast, pull it back to go slow down. So, of course, we were all like kind of mad kids, the whole lot of us. So down we went down this, down this mountain. And, of course, there was a guy behind me. He wanted me to go faster. So, of course, I did. But uh, as I went up the side of the slope, I thought I was going to fly off the thing. So I put my hand up to stop and I slit my wrist. Oh, man. So the, the, blood, the blood is pouring out in my arm and I'm trapping down the mountain and I look back at the guy and I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm like, well, my arm, like, and he's like, rush, you know, he's like, get down the mountain quick, you know, like, get down the bottom and the guy looks at me and he's like, you've got another goal. I'm like, look at my, in my arm, you know, the blood is pouring out of my arm and then uh, he's like, oh, where, where's your family? I'm like, in Ireland. He's like, well, who are you with? And I look over my brother Joe, and he's just pale, looking at me like, what the hell? You know? And then finally the boys go and grab uh, Marcellus and the brother Baptist and take me to the hospital, and I get the stitches, you know? <laughs> but that was like, uh, that was 1985, 86, probably. How was brother Baptist like on the skis? <laughs> oh, no, no, he didn't. The boys didn't bother, you know? <laughs> So you mentioned no. the, uh, the seasons there. How cold is it there at the moment? I know it's winter there. Uh, right now it's like minus two, but about a week ago we had minus 24. Okay. Have you ever yeah, seen one uh, of your hobbies on Facebook? Is uh, a strange one, throwing boiling water over your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's something I've been wanting to do for a while and I, I've never got around to doing it. So 
I had the camera with me and the girlfriend there, she was up for it. So we decided to try that, like, you know, just to show how, how cold it was. But get a pot of boiling water and just throw it up in the air. And as soon as it hits the air, then it just talks, just kind of, I guess, whatever. <laughs> it just crystallizes, basically, you know, turns to cloud. There's a, there's a kind of a thing over here, like it's like a ritual every, every day, like where the Finns do the sauna. So they go to the, go to the sauna uh, all year round, like, you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter. Uh, in the wintertime when it's like minus... 10 or 15 or 20, they, they put a hole in the ice and they jump from the 100 degree sauna, they walk outside and jump into the lake, you know, swim around for a minute or two and back out. And then they'll sit outside in the minus 20 degrees with nothing on but a pair of shorts and drink drink beer. So you know? I, I gather that the Finnish are as mad as the Irish then, are they? Just as mad, yeah. <laughs> I know from your sister, Tara, she's involved in the heritage group. She gives me a great hand here. Uh, she's a good eye for photography. The same as yourself. Is Finland uh, a phot- photographer's paradise? It's definitely like it's, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, nature. You know, they're they're big into nature, and uh, I, I've I've spent a few years now taking pictures over here as well. Like, and uh, you know, there was one funny instance when I left my house, uh, going to work one morning, and I came face to face with a moose, and I stopped the bike, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and thinking, what's going to happen next? But thankfully, he took a fit of running, and uh, he ran through a lot of bushes. But the other side of the bushes, of course, there was a apartment block. And he went headlong into the building. <laughs> it was a, such a mighty thump, you know. <laughs> and then he stood there, kind of staggered for a bit, I suppose, and then he sauntered off into the forest. That's the the, uh, the dangers of photography in Finland. Of course, you're also running is a big part of your life too, Jeff. Yeah. What's it like running in minus 20? Well, again, it's, it's only with the right clothes. I have spikes on, you know, and I have three or four layers and all. So it keeps you, it keeps you warm. You'd actually end up sweating now, so you would. Since coming to Finland, like I said to myself, like I have to get myself fit and... I started signing up for marathons and one thing led to another and then you're doing triathlons. And so major preparation for a triathlon. How did it go for you? Yeah, it went well. Actually, uh, last year, 2019, I qualified for the, the World Championships in, uh, in San Marin in Slovakia. But unfortunately, it was cancelled due to the coronavirus. So that's, so, a, that's a major achievement, Jeff, to, be, to, to qualify for the World Championships. Well, I- yeah, I, I got it like to have the because of the age group and you know, so I'm a, obviously I'm over forty now, so I'm in the forty to forty five age group. They have these races all over the world and the top whatever, say ten or fifteen from each age group qualify for the for the world championships. So okay, so will you get you know, to, it's, it's, will they come back? Will you get to compete in that do you think when COVID is Well easy? I got a I got another invite uh this year. Uh basically they said that because it was cancelled last year, they said you can you know, there's a chance to go this year. So I haven't until the end of this month now to decide if I want to pay for it and go because, of course, there's a good chance it might not even go ahead. Yeah. And then you're not guaranteed getting your hotel or your flights back and all that. So it's kind of a, it's a bit of a gamble, like, you know. But uh, You're no stranger to the airwaves in Ireland too, I believe. You're the Finland correspondent for the Dermot and Dave show. <laughs> I was, they were talking one day about Ireland and they were saying about uh, people growing up in the 80s and stuff. So I, I sent in a message saying, like, when we were uh, kids, we used to go down to the local pond you know, I said it was like a scene from Indiana Jones where you'd have to scale over the fences in the barbed wire and then we'd have to cross the rusty rusty bridge over the Brosna with no floor on it. And then, you know, we'd be swimming around the synthetics factory there and climbing up onto the corrugated iron uh, galvanized roofs, you know. And uh, I said there was, a, there was an urban legend then one day where one of the lads had jumped off and he hit the bottom of the, just there where the, the kind of sluice gates are. And what he thought was like a bunch of sticks ended up in the rib cage of a decomposed sheep or something, you know. So I told him this story and they loved it, so they, they played it on the radio. And they kind of put their own spin on it, didn't they? <laughs> they did, of course. 
Yeah, he had the music playing and everything in the background. So. <laughs> I'll try and did get out and try and get on the podcast. So, Jeff, what what else do you miss about Clara apart from your family? What do you think of when you have the headphones on and you're painting for the eight hours in Finland? What do you think about Clara? Well, it's it's like you know, obviously I miss the the, the friends and family, like, and I miss definitely miss the kind of uh, the social aspect of it, like, because over here the Finns are very very reserved, very quiet, like they kind of keep to themselves. But whenever I go home, like. You know, you can always pop down to someone's house, like, you know, whether it's Harry's or, or you know, well, it used to be Mervyn's, so they moved to Longford, but or out to Danny or the boys, like, you know, or Paul Levine, you know. Go down to the pub, have a chat, have a laugh, you know, watch the match. Okay, how, how so, what's the COVID situation like in Finland? Have they a better handle on it than, than some countries? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good here. It's, I think it's probably one of the best in Europe. But again, Finns like the social distance, like they have this thing called the Finnish Nightmares. Uh, it's a book where... Um, just these awkwardnesses, awkward situations for the Finns like that. If you're leaving the apartment now and the Finnish person is in the next next apartment to you, he hears you outside, he won't come out till you're gone. Nice. Or if you're in an elevator, they'll walk 10 flights of stairs rather than share the elevator with you. you know, this like is paradise to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this, it, it works well when it comes to coronavirus and social distancing, you know. So you have to finish up. You have a lot of family still in Clara. You may give them a mention, say hello to them. Oh yeah, my mother there, and uh, you know my sister, and of course Joe's up in Dublin. Huey's there as well. Now he was in Canada for a few years, and uh, my brother then in America. So you know we're we're all, we're all over the place there for a while. They leave the last word to you in Finnish. Hopefully, we're going to test your Finnish skills. Oh God! And you're going to sign off on the podcast for us. Okay. Well, I just say uh, keep the spallion and Kuva uh, Yatkupaiva. Okay. All right, right. <laughs> Jeff McCarty, thanks a million for your time. No, what a light. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. Great stuff there, Jeff McCarty, all the way from Finland. Right, don't forget next week we're back with Raheen Radio. I have a very special co host in, be announced on Friday, the big announcement. And uh, don't forget, uh, it'll go something like this All the hits, one station. Raheen FM. Ah, you can't beat a little jingle. Of course, it'll be all music from Clara Artists that we have here in the vault in Raheen. Right, we're to next. Joanne Dunweir, what's the story? Hi, Lloyd. How are you? I'm very good. Joanne, let's start off. Where in the world are you at the moment? Right now, Lloyd, we are in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Oh, and I'm going to ask a very typical Irish question. What's the weather like? Okay, well, you're going to laugh because everyone, when we say this, everyone complains. It's winter right now, so um, it's about 20, between 21 and 25 degrees. So we are finding it really cold. So in the evening times, we're wearing um, we're wearing jumpers. And um, I'm a teacher out here, so the children, they're still coming into school. They have their gloves and their scarves wrapped around them because they're coming from 40 degree heat in the summer. So when family come to visit at winter, they laugh. They think that we won't get into the beach, that we won't get into the cooler, go into the sea, because it's just too cold for us. So, so winter is like a record summer's day in Ireland, then? That's exactly it. We were, I was walking across the street here with Alice, our, our little girl, the other day, and it was windy, and she said, Mummy, did you grow up in a country this cold? And I said, Alice, I grew up in a country much, much colder than this. They just they, they don't get it. Has the kids ever been to Ireland, Joanne? Yeah, so we come home every single summer. Like we moved out here in 2013, so I'm looking at what a seven and a half hour flight. So we come home every summer, and and we would come home a lot of Christmases. But sadly, because of COVID, now we haven't been home since summer 2019. So the kids are missing 
seeing Ireland and seeing the family and the grandparents and all the cousins. But I mean, they they know Ireland very well and they love it and they're extremely proud of their Irish roots, Lloyd, and they'll tell us that too. Very good. So tell everyone, Joanne, who mightn't be familiar with you, whereabouts in Clara did you move from and where do you come back? Okay, so I'm from Collinstown in Clara and um, obviously I'm married to Jean and he's from Ahamore in Clara and um, we lived in Tullamore before we moved we moved out here and whenever we come back to Ireland that's where we'll be we'll be settling somewhere between Ahamore and Collinstown. All right, so a little little bit of a fight there whenever you do come back. Joanne, tell me um why why the move then? Obviously you're married to Jean, you say he's from Ahamore up up the road from us here where we're recording. So why the big move to Abu Dhabi? Well, do you know, um we it was twenty thirteen and you know, Ireland was in the recession. It's the same as everybody, do you know. Um, Ireland was in a recession and we thought let's just go on this adventure, go somewhere that um has some sunny weather and you know, tax-free salaries and we just did exactly that. And Lloyd, it was a two-year plan. We had only ever planned to come out here for two years. But um, I suppose you get caught up in the system, if you don't, you I mean, our kids start at school and then you've got every, your contracts out here every two years. We kept renewing contracts every two years. And so this is year eight now. Before you know it, like, you know, we've, we've spent eight years out here and we had never planned it. Okay, yeah, I spoke, speak to a lot of people on, on the Expat podcast, and most of them have a one-year plan or a two-year plan, but they always seem to uh, get a little bit of longevity and it never ends up in the plan, does it? I know, I know, I think that's it. Um, and I suppose it's hard for us as well. Our kids have started school out here, so um, and, and they're used to the schooling systems out here. But for us, it's about making the move, making the move home at the right time, you know, and um, they're still both in primary school, so we are we are very aware of you know whenever we do go home, it has to be right for them and right for their schooling. Yeah. Is it hard to keep in touch with the family, John? I know because Messenger is very hard to get through to people there, and WhatsApp and all that. So, what's your go-to way of keeping in communication at home? So, um, well, basically, all our family have become tech savvy because, like you just found out, we can't use Messenger, we can't use WhatsApp, we can WhatsApp, but not for calls. So we use Zoom and we use Microsoft Teams. We use Google Hangouts, Google Meet, and things like that. Just, yeah, various different platforms to, to have a little chat. Is there an Irish community there, John? In Abu Dhabi, there is. There's a huge Irish community actually out here in all of the United Arab Emirates. Um, when we were in Dubai, Tommy, he played for the Dubai Celts. It was like this GAA club. And um, now that we're in Abu Dhabi, because of COVID, all the sports have stopped pretty much for children under 12. So um, he's not really playing the GA at the moment. But as soon as that starts up again, he'll be back in it. And, and there's lots of social events for, for Irish people. And there's on Facebook, there's lots of, you know, the Irish in Abu Dhabi and the Irish in Dubai Facebook groups that we're members of as well. And there's lots and lots of Irish pubs. Very good. So there's no getting away from it. Give me, yeah. give me uh, some of the must see and do things in Abu Dhabi. I mean, give us a feel for it. If we can ever get released from Ireland again after COVID. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Well, if you come here, um, I suppose you have to see Dubai as well. So in Dubai, you've got the Dubai Mall. It's a massive mall. I think it's the world's biggest mall, and you've got the Burj Khalifa, which is the world's tallest building. And um, Abu Dhabi is a little bit quieter. I suppose you've got um, Ferrari World. Our kids love that. It's like a theme park. It's got roller coasters. 
there's Warner Brothers again. These are just like, you know, places for kids to go and they're kind of like, um, you know, Disneyland and all those places, just theme parks. There's water parks, there's Atlantic Water Park and there's Yaz Water World. Um, and then places of culture, there's the Grand Mosque, which is absolutely beautiful in Abu Dhabi. Um, so yeah, there's plenty to see and do, and there's lots of some lots of nice beaches and hotels with swimming pools as well. So you'll be able to relax and keep yourself busy. So Joanne, what's Ferrari World like in comparison to Lions Carnival? It used to come to the Greenfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, I would love for that carnival to come back and for my kids to experience it. I know. Yeah. So we loved it. It was fantastic. You, you, you couldn't beat that. Um, it was it was brilliant. Um, but you know, Ferrari was a little bit faster now. I won't get up on that need to ride because um, I'm I'm just too scared to catch. But um, the kids the kids love it really. Yeah, it's like all these high rolling, high fast roller coasters. You know yourself, right? So you mentioned uh, that you might come back to Ireland someday and settle. Is that is that on, is yeah. that is that a plan? It, it's definitely we will definitely come home. It's it, it's in the plan. Of course, it is for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, like I said, it's just about figuring out the timing for for the children. You know, maybe when Tommy's ready to move into secondary school, might be a good time for him. And and well, at the moment, of course, with with COVID, it's it's not an option really. I don't know when it will be, but I mean, we sit and we talk about it every year, Lloyd, because we love Ireland. Home is where we we want to be. The outer days there, hopefully. Very good. So apart from family, you're sitting in the summer or the winter sun there, 21 to 24 degrees. What do you miss about Clara? Oh, um, you know, what we, when we go home during the summer, what we love is actually that the children get so involved in all the sports in Clara. And growing up, that was all that was really strong in Clara. You know, we've got football, GA and swim pools. And when we go home in the summer, our kids get involved in that. And I think last when we were home in 2019, oh, sure, Tony Alice took part in the Greenfield League. And it was lovely just for everyone to, to come together and just catch up with people. And you know what we miss as well? That sense of community, which is really, really strong in Clara. And anyone that's from Clara and has left will say the same thing. You just miss that that sense of familiarity and the friendly people. Because when you're living out here in the big city, Lloyd, you don't really, you know, you don't really get to know that many people. Everyone's just so busy. It's like a rat race. So we definitely miss that, that, that sense of community and family and friends. And of course, we were lucky last time we were home in 2019, Shane Lowry had won, so we had a big day out as well. So we're, we were really lucky that we'd experienced lots of those big events while we've been home for the summer. That was unbelievable, wasn't it? That was something that hopefully we'll, we'll experience again. Uh, but, jeez, uh, that was one for the books, wasn't oh, it? Oh, we will. I'm sure we will. And for our kids to experience that as well, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's for a little small town like Clara that we're from, like, we're so lucky to be from there. For something like that to happen, it's just incredible, you know. And I remember being home in that, that summer and been so, so thankful that we were there. And I felt so bad for people who, like us, live overseas, have that expert life and couldn't get back to experience it. Joanne, tell me about, oh, uh, your, I know uh, you're obviously moved over yourself and Jean. What's your working life like there now? You know, we work hard. A lot of people think, wow, you're so lucky to live here. But to be fair, like absolutely everywhere in the world, Lloyd, you get up early, you work all day, and you come home and you're exhausted and sit in front of the TV. And that's actually our life every single weekday. And then we just, you know, go out and do some family things at the weekend. But we have an early start. I mean, we're up, I suppose, at 6 p.m. Yeah, just before you rang me there, I was still on the laptop. So it's, it's all go out here. It's definitely a, 
you work hard for the money you make. Okay, and lastly, then I know Jean is a bit shy to come on the podcast. So does does Jean ever think <laughs> in the hottest of summer days, geez, I'd love to be back home in the fields on the tractor and going around no more. <laughs> All the time, and he just he just doesn't think that on the hottest days. He says it all the time, really. He, you know, he misses that, and, and he misses that for the kids as well. And whenever we go home, it's the first thing he do, he, he does. He, he puts on the wellies, and they all walk down the farm there. Do you know, it's it's something that he absolutely loves, like. And um, I know he can't wait to get back to it someday. Okay, John. So, would you like to say hello to anybody back home? Yeah, definitely. I would love to say hello to. My mum and dad, um, David and Adrian Dunn, and I'd love to say hello to my mother-in-law, Esther Weir, and just to then all our, our brothers and sisters and family and friends that are listening. We just, you know, can't wait to see you all as soon as COVID goes away. Joanne Dunn Weir, thank you very much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. Thank you very much, Lloyd. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Ah, a bit of winter sun in Abu Dhabi sounds good. What do you think, folks? Sorry there, and apologies about the line. Sometimes it was a little bit iffy, but uh, we're doing our best here. So where to next? Patricia Cantwell, what's the story? What's the story? Everything's good, thank <laughs> God. If I called you Trisha Robbins now, how would that go? Perfectly fine. <laughs> That's what I was reared with. <laughs> Trisha, tell everybody where in the world you are right now. Well, at the minute, I am in a little town called Hampton Bays in Long Island on New York. And uh, it's a little bit like Tullamore, not much bigger, but we have the ocean about 15 minutes away. So, nice spot. Okay, and you're saying, the, the sun, is the sun shining there? Is there any snow? No snow. I'm sitting in the living room. The sun is shining in, but it's uh, below freezing outside. Oh. So, very deceptive. <laughs> <laughs> Trisha, how long have you been in the USA for now? We were only talking about this here the other day. I'm seven years married, six years married. No, seven years married in May. So I'm here nearly 10, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And why the move, Tricia? Ah, sure. I followed a man, Lloyd. (laughs) What else? (laughs) Jesus. Well, tell us about that man, because there is a pub, a certain famous pub in the Hamptons there called Buckley's that a lot of people would be familiar with back here. You have the connection to that pub now. I do. Uh, that would have been uh, Buckley's in Southampton, which was um, a great a great spot. When I Roger used to live here, Roger and Liz, Roger Robbins and Liz Fleming used to live here, and I used to come to them on holidays. And uh, Buckley's in Southampton was the spot. <laughs> and sure, nearly nearly half of Clara lived here at that stage. That's Good right. few of them have gone back, but uh, it was a great little spot. And that. Then he opened Senna Mauritius and then he opened in Hampton Bays. And uh, now we just have Buckley's in Senna Mauritius, which is uh, enough. Okay, so <laughs> what's it like there now with COVID, Tricia? Obviously, are the pubs still open there? We were closed. They closed us down just before St. Patrick's Day and then they reopened us up in maybe the end of June. And we're open ever since, but restrictions, half capacity, you know, so they're fairly strict. We have people going around that check the people are wearing masks and that they're not there's distance in between and all the rest of it. But it's it's as it's as bad as there, only that we're not shut down totally like ye are. You know, we can still make a living. Talk to me about the the Irish community there. I know I was talking to um to Kate Tierney there a while back. So the Irish community is not that big there anymore, but there is some still. 
It's not as big. Kate is actually my hairdresser, so I see Kate at least <laughs> once a month. <laughs> so you're still you're still shopping local, are you? <laughs> still shopping local. And Nicola works where Kate works, so I see Nicola. And um a lot of there's a good few still friends with Jimmy, like there's Mick Shields and Kevin Brannigan and Fergus, like they're not from Clara, but they're all Irish. So there is still um a good Irish community which we are still in contact with which is great you know yeah. how yeah, would you compare is. life there to life in Clara that may be a, a difficult question but the same pretty much <laughs> 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 you, st- you still get up in the morning you still go to work you still have your bills you, st- you know it's it's nice here we're very very lucky in our location that where we are and I'm very lucky that we have a nice home and my kids can come and visit and we've room to put them up and they love it here and I love getting home. I love getting home to Kilmuckland. Like I'm as I said, I was a culture all my life, not really a townie. <laughs> <laughs> Myself and the Cullens and the Flattrees and the Holmeses landed in on a Sunday on our bikes, you know ourselves now. So we were and then of course I went to secondary school in Tullamore. So Right, you went it, to the posh school then in Tullamore, you did. Yeah, right, whatever. It was still secondary school. <laughs> so you mentioned your kids there. You're quite an unusual story because a lot of people's kids would emigrate and leave mammy behind. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. your kids are in Ireland here and you're over there in America. Yeah, granny went on tour and left all the grandkids and children <laughs> and Clara and Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> but thank God they're of the ages where, like, I think Laura was something like 29, maybe 27, 28 when I left. So they were all doing their own thing and had their lives. And it's not like I was leaving teenagers, you know, and they were all very much for me to get up and get out and move. And I still have my house in Kamuklin. I know it's rented, but, you know, and it's still, you know, I still get home a lot. I can go whenever I please. You know, so so I suppose I'm at a a very good place in my life where they can come visit. I can go home. Not so much now with COVID. I can still, I can go home. They can't come. I had nobody last summer, which was very unusual. So, Was it strange at the time, Tricia, when you made that decision or? Of course, of course it was. And uh, we were building Buckley's and Senna Mauritius. It had burnt down. So we were rebuilding Buckley's and Senna Mauritius. And I met a lovely lady called Kathleen, who more or less adopted me and took me under her wing and introduced me to a lot of people in Santa Mauritius. And then in Hampton Bays, I met a lovely friend called Betty O'Gara, whose Irish background uh, through her husband, and she introduced me to a lot of friends here. So I was extremely lucky. Well, it was like kind of marrying the mayor as well, because Jim Cantwell just is known by everybody. So Jimmy used to say to me now, if I don't introduce you within the first 10 seconds, will you introduce yourself? Because I can't think of their name. And I'm going, right, Jimmy. Not happening. <laughs> and it's still the same today. We still meet people that Jimmy goes, oh God, I can't think of his name. You know, so some things haven't changed. But I was very lucky that Jimmy was, and and of course he has three children here who were young at the time. They went from 13 Neve was 13 uh, to 16, maybe to 18. So technically I have six children and eight grandchildren. Okay, very good. A bu- so a busy house there as well then? Busy house here as well then with grandchildren. Now they've all moved on and moved out as well since they were all living here when I got here. So 
So I kind of made the decision when I'm here, I'm here. And when I'm there, I'm there. I can't be here wanting to be there. And I can't be there wanting to be here. So <laughs> Okay, that's a good attitude. Now it sounds fair. Yeah, and it, it's worked. Both it's, worlds. it's worked. Yeah, it has worked so well. So, so it's all good. When was the last time good. you were back in Ireland then, Trisha? I was back last August. I had a new grandchild there. Uh, Ashling and Jean had a little boy, Sam, and uh, had to get my baby hugs. So went home, did the quarantine with Caroline because she's an older boy. Uh, Kyle is 13 now, God, and uh, stayed with her for 10 days and then went up to Ashling for two weeks. Yeah. Fantastic. A busy granny all around America and Ireland. Busy granny, but loving every minute of it. And hopefully things will get a little bit better that I'll be able to see them all this summer, that they'll be able to get over. And, um, you know, they love coming over. And of course, they, they sit down and I serve them hand and foot breakfast, dinner and lunch, you know yourself. So <laughs> you have to get you have to get your mammy duties in as well as granny duties. Right. So you, it's all good. Do you think there'll ever come a time that you would move back to Ireland permanently? I would never say never. That's good. Never, I never, I never say never. Like you don't, you know, you never know. That's, We'll see. We'll see how things go. I don't know if Jim would. Um, he's here. Like, Jimmy's longer here than he was ever in Ireland. Um, he's 30, nearly five years here. Yeah, so where did Jimmy go up then in Ireland? He grew up in Kilkenny, uh, on the Kilkenny-Waterford border. But he left home when he was 18 or 19. He did a whole Europe thing. You know, he was in Holland and all of that sort of thing before. He followed a friend here thinking he was just coming for the summer. And then really never went back. Right. And uh, he has a brother here as well, Lynn. And then he has a sister and a brother at home in Ireland. Yes. So, so you both yeah. have, you both have Kilkenny connections now with your, with your daughter Caroline down there. With, with Caroline there, yes. Right. So, uh, and it's you know what I love Kilkenny. It's right. a great spot. So apart from yeah. family, Tricia, what are some things you think about and miss from Clara? I probably miss the farm. I miss the country. I miss the like I was. Very lucky. I lived in a lovely spot in Kilmuckland with the river beside me and the mountain, Ned's Hill and lovely walks. And, you know, I miss, you know, I miss the country. Like you could drive for hours here and you wouldn't see a cow. <laughs> and there's, there's no, it's very flat. There's, there's no hills. You know? So kind of miss the countryside. Um, you have to travel a good bit to try get any sort of a hilly countryside around here. So and, uh, you know, just missed uh, the normal things of going down for a local drink. Of course, everybody misses Carey's, you know, it's mm. it's not there anymore. And such great memories from there. And, um, you know, there's missed my local friends there. But um, keep in contact. I was only talking to Jen Ann the other day and Debbie, you know, so we keep in contact. She sent Fitzpatrick, just rang me there over Christmas, you know. So and any time I get home, I try to meet up. You know, I've Clara friends, Tullamore friends. You know, you try and meet up as best you can with people, and uh, then there's family. So, Very yeah, good. it's all oh, Trisha, just be there, all busy. There's, there's no keeping up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to do, Trisha. We normally do a quick fire round on each podcast, so I've nominated you to do this quick quick fire round. Oh, great! Okay. <laughs> so quick as you like, <laughs> no stalling. Here we go, Trisha Robbins. What actress will play you in a movie? Bet Midler. First thing you'd buy if you won the lotto? What do you call them? RVs. Okay, best thing. Yeah, about, I'm all, I'm all, yeah. Best thing about Clara? Community. First car you ever bought? Uh, Toyota Carina. First movie you've ever seen? Greece. Your favourite song? Uh, You'll Never Walk Alone. Trump or Biden? 
play the fifth. <laughs> what actor would play Jim in a movie? Brendan O'Carroll. <laughs> Favourite country visited? Italy. A pint in Carey's or a pint in Buckley's? Pint in Carey's, every time. <laughs> Wins hands down, doesn't it? <laughs> Trisha, would you like to say hello to anyone back here before we finish up? Everybody, you know, love them all, miss them all at different times. And uh, thanks everybody for keeping in touch with me. I appreciate it. And uh, friends and family forever. Patricia Cantwell, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. The best of luck to yourself and Jim for the future. Thank you. Great stuff, Patricia Cantwell, or Tricia Robbins, as we all know her well here in Clara. Thank you very much for joining me. It's great chatting people around the world and seeing what they're getting up to. Right, where are we off to next? Our last person up is... Bill Fleming, what's the story? Hello, Lloyd, how's things? Speaking to you here. Here from the sitting room, which has become uh, my office for the last 10 months. Well, Bill, tell us, where, where is that sitting room? What part of the world? It's in, it's in London, North London, near Finchley. I suppose the, the, the nearest football team to us would probably be Tottenham or, or Arsenal. I've been here since 1987, as you can tell by my English accent. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, did you move there on your own? I know your wife Margaret is also a Clara lady. Did you emigrate together? No, no, I, I, I came over first, and uh, Margaret was was very much a home bird. So we had a, a long distance relationship for 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 a while, and and then um, we decided like the best thing would be for her to come over. Fair play to her; she wasn't too long until she got a job, and uh, she she went went out <laughs> for a her first time away from Clara. She went out looking for jobs like she didn't uh, sit around waiting for somebody to come to her. And uh, yeah, she, she's, she's doing well. She works in Tesco's now and um, she's, she's quite happy. Brilliant. So Bill, tell everybody where in Clara that you did, did you move from? Well, I, I'm, I'm originally from the Green. Um, my father was Matt Fleming. Uh, uh, people might remember him from, from uh, singing in bands and in musicals and, and, and things like that. He, he, was, he was a very good friend here. Your fathers that they, they played out in Lords, him, him and uh, Damien Scally and, nice. and uh, your father. And my mother was Eileen Fleming. She she was originally Eileen Flanagan from Raheen. And yeah, we 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 grew up in uh, a sort of corner of the green there where we we, we great great neighbours like Antoinette Colleran and and uh, Catch Buckley, Bertie McMahon, the Duffies. Uh, Carol Fagan and, and, and Tony and then we had Sal Dunn who was who was a great little woman she looked after everybody she she was uh, Ginger Dunn's wife and great people So give us some of your memories then from Clara growing up Bill um, Well growing up in Clara we <laughs> my cousin Jared Dunn me and him hung around together all the time when we were younger and um, I, I was in his house more than I was in my own house I think <laughs> and we, we uh, I heard Frank Ferry last week saying about all the, the amenities they had in Marion Square well we, we had Chapel Hill uh, the green field and the railway the old railway where we, we were always out there we, did, we didn't have a, a pond but we, we went up there during the summer as well but yeah it was, it was great times growing up in Clara uh, it's a great town so, Bill, why the move then uh, across the water? Well, I, I was working in the factory, and in uh, 1987, they the, the, the made quite a few redundancies, and, and I was one of the ones made redundant. And at the time, 
there wasn't a lot of work around. So my sister had moved over in September. My, my mother said, why don't you go over and give it a chance? See what it's like. Sure, if you don't like it, you can always come back. And I was only over a week and I, I got a job uh, working for William Hill. And I worked for them for 20 years. And then I decided I needed a change. So I, I, a complete change. And I started working in construction uh, with a company called John Murphy and Sons Limited, which is a, an, an Irish company over here. They do a lot of utilities and pipelines, things like that, more than construction, really. We've had a few Clara people that's worked for them in the past, like Paul Kennedy from, from Marion Square. He worked for them. And um, another man that's a regular on your show, PJ Rickard. Right. PJ worked for a summer with them at one stage back in the 80s, he was telling me before. So, like, was it was it a huge move, Bill, at the time in 1987 to go across to England? Or, or were you kind of feeling, right, I'll give this a chance? Or was there a chance that you said, oh, I'm not going to stay here? Oh, yeah, there was. There was a great chance. And, and, and I, I do remember at the time, um, there was a couple of lads over here that I, I met, uh, Justin O'Mara, uh, the Lord of Mercy. Justin was was here and, 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 and Robert Dunn. I remember the two lads were there. And another fellow, Vincent Mannion. Vincent was, was here. And all the lads went back. Um, I don't know how long they stayed, but they did go back, you know. But uh, no, once I started working and I got used to it and, and I liked living in the city, uh, a big, big change for Clara, obviously. Everywhere was open early. Uh, you didn't have to wait till 10 o'clock in the morning to get a place in there. <laughs> 10 o'clock is early enough as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, then, then um, I got involved in the Offley Association, which was uh, which was good. Like there was uh, some Clara people on there. Loretta Dunning, she, she, uh, Loretta Gorry, with Sean Devery from. He was married to Kathleen Dunn from Church Street. Sean was a pull man. He, he he died a couple of years ago. Had a mercy on him as well. And then and then uh, Kevin Kelly. Kevin was absolutely fantastic. Like the the amount of work Kevin did for homeless people and things like that. Uh, like stories of him going out. In, in in the the cold and 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 bringing out sandwiches and and soup and that to to the homeless people like it was you know he was he was a fantastic person and um, he sorely missed like he he ran the GA club in Ricelip and any time awfully was over Kevin always looked after everybody you know he was he was a fantastic person I met him and, there myself um, a few times actually I did a few gigs in Ricelip years ago any time awfully was over myself and and, and Maggie headed down to Ricelip. As far back as I remember, Brendan Lowry actually playing for Offaly in goal. That's going back a good few years. He, he was he was at the twilight of his career, and he 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 uh, he played in goal, and and I think he saved two penalties that day. Very good. Of course, Bill, you're a big sports fan, aren't you? You're a big Leeds man. How did that come about? Oh well, that, 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 I could have been Arsenal because I, I remember how I started following Leeds was uh, it was the first cup final I ever watched was 1972. And Arsenal played Leeds, and my father asked me who did I want, and I said I'd go for the Whites. And I think if if Arsenal had won, I would have said, "Oh no, I wanted the Reds." But uh, <laughs> no, that that was it. That's how how I I, I came. And, and there was a few there was a few people at the time that was supporting Leeds, like the aforementioned Gerard Dunn and uh, Scotty Rickard. Scotty was a Leeds fan. He's a Man United fan now, but uh, Scotty changed. The year after, when when uh, uh, some little team called Sunderland ah, come beat on, Leeds in the cup final, which he decided to go out to Man United. <laughs> I'm editing that bit out now. 
that was that was a fantastic match. I always remember watching it. We watched it in Sal Dunn's house. There was Mickey Mickey Rickard and Christy Rickard and. Uh, we're, all, we're all in there because like, they had a colour television <laughs> <laughs> of course you're a big golf fan as well Bill aren't you oh I, lo- I love playing golf yeah I, I love I, I, I've been a member of, of a, a club called North Middlesex for nearly 20 years it's, it's, a, it's a great place great social life you know it's, there's no snobbery about it at all it's, it's, it's like going into Kerry's sometimes if you go into, yeah. into the bar it's got a great Irish connection and it's a uh, a couple of connections with Clara, actually. Oh. There was um, a man, Dennis Brosnan. Dennis died a few years ago, but uh, he, he came up to me one day and he said, Billy, he says, are you from Clara? And I said, I am, Dennis. He said, do you happen to know a fellow called Dean Dunn? I said, of course I do. Sure, I grew up next door to Dean. He said, Dean is, is uh, my wife's nephew. Wow. And I said, oh. <laughs> So he, he, came, he came back from Ireland in a, a, a while after that and... Uh, he had photographs. He was after taking photographs of '92 because he he went down to visit Tony and Carol in '93, and, and he took a few photographs. And then there's another man, Tommy Gavigan. He's from Rutherford Bridge, and he he claims he's related to to, to Brian Cowan. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. <laughs> Bill, in all your time over there, did you ever say to yourself, "Right, that's it. I have had enough of England, and I want to come home"? No, I've never, never, never been. No, because I think it's because. I've I've never been out of work, you know. I've always worked, and and um, I I went from go from William Hill to to Murphy's. It it was basically I took a week's holiday, and I started. You know, the, uh, William Hill were quite good with me because I I should be given three months' notice to them, but but uh, they actually said to me, "No, we're, we're okay. Give us a month's notice, and and and, and we'd be fine with that." So, you know, so and I suppose when you're working, like you just you know you're you're earning you're earning a few quid, so. You know, you'd have to 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 drag yourself back to Ireland and 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 try and find something. And um, like at at the time that I would have thought of going back, uh, it was the boom time. You know, when when everything was gone. And and if I had, probably I would have probably ended up immigrating back again. So, Bill, <laughs> yeah. would you like to say hello to anybody back home in Clara that's listening this morning? Oh, well, I'd like to say hello to to all my family, uh, Liz, um, Esther. Ned and and his family and Liz and, and Roger I suppose if I turn off forget Roger and and the boys and uh, Amanda and and the boys and um, Ralph and, and and his family in in Ballycumber and I'd also like to say hello to uh, my sister Connie her husband Paddy and her daughter Alison and her her fellow Tom in Barnes. And am I forgetting anybody, Light? <laughs> no, I think you have them all there. <laughs> and of course, all, all my neighbours in the green, uh, Antoinette, Colin, and, and, and Trisha Duffy, and, and uh, the Buckleys, and, and, and the all. And uh, of course, one person I'd really like to say uh, uh, hello to is Maureen Dunn in the green. Maureen was, was, was great when my mother wasn't well. She, she, she looked after after really well. And of course, I'd better not, not, not say hello to my Auntie Josie. I'm <laughs> on the island for 17 can I just say one more thing I, I really enjoyed the ones where the young people who have who have, who have who have left Clara you know it was great to hear about Paul and, 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 and Breedis 
Stuart's daughter, how well she's doing in America. So it's great to hear that all the youngsters that are, are, are going away are doing well. Yeah, thanks for that, Bill. I love chatting people abroad and seeing how they're getting on and everything like that. It's it's really good to, to catch up and bring people together. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Bill. We're going to finish out the podcast with, with a song from your father. It's a great song. I, I love it. And we're going to let you introduce it for us. Well, this this is this is a, was was probably my father's favourite song. He, he sang it every time he got a chance. My father's version of the great Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fire ring Andrew Dignam here from D&G Kelly Duncan, your local estate agents and auctioneers. Our services include property sales, valuations, property lettings and property management. Philip Kelly, our MD and myself, have almost 30 years local expertise and experience. Call us today on 057 93 25050 or email us on info at dngkellyduncan.com and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you all for your continued business locally. Best wishes for 2021. Please stay safe and well. You just listened to What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Check out all our social channels for info on new episodes. Oh, and thanks for listening. On the Town.